Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. Oh, glory to Srila Prabhupada. So, about this usage of devotional clothes and all these discussions about that, this is actually part of a bigger you know, power struggle <laughs> inside our movement nowadays. Because nowadays you have different groups of devotees that have uh, different ideas. And especially you, you, we are having now a, a kind of more clear division between devotees that you know, come from you know, Western countries, you know, United States, Europe, and um, like Eastern countries like India and other Eastern countries. Russia seems to be more with the Eastern group and so on. And they have different opinions about many different things. So, for example... Western devotees, they tend to be more favorable to, you know, female Diksha Gurus. Eastern devotees, they tend to be more resistant. And, of course, Eastern devotees, they don't have any problem, you know, wearing dhoti and, and kurta and, and sari and chilaka. And Western devotees, in some cases, they may be more resistant. You know, there are different of opinions about different aspects. So, then... We have this difference of opinion about the usage of devotional clothes also. You know, some devotees they even don't they don't they even argue uh, argue about the calling devotional clothes devotional clothes in first place. You no know, why devotional clothes? Why you no know, pants and shirts are also not devotional and so on. This can go on for a long time. So if we try to understand this point, the first point is that any group, any organized group, it needs to have some kind of dress code. For example, uh, uh, soldiers, they have certain, you no know, military people, they have a certain dress code, you know, they all wear the same uniform. Policemen, they have a dress code, they all also wear the same uniform. No football players, no at least when they are playing they all dress in the same way, you know, same shirts, shorts, socks, and these special shoes that they use and so on. Businessmen, they all dress in suits and so on, you know, ties. They all dress in the same way. Doctors, no, they're all always wearing white, you know. Even female doctors, they are always wearing white, similar no, it's a kind of a uniform. So, and you, if you go to religious groups, same thing. You have, you know, Buddhists, they dress in a certain way, at least the monks. Um, Orthodox Christians, you know, for example, you go to any Orthodox church, you know, you should, you know, you need to use, you no know, skirt, a, a skirt, and you need to cover your head to enter. You know, if you come to some with some strange clothes they they don't allow you to enter or they make you put a skirt there that they have in the entrance you know so you have dress codes to, to different religious groups and this is important actually because this is part of what makes this group a group what creates the identity of the group if you take out the dress code and everyone starts to dress, you know, in a different way, you know, if ladies start to go in bikinis to the Orthodox Church, you know, this is not going to be something that is going to be beneficial for the group. Quite the opposite, you no, know, it's going to weaken the uh, unity of the group, it's going to create, um, you know, fights and quarreling inside the group and so on. So that's not positive uh, for the identity of the group. So... We as Vaishnavas, 
also being an organized group? No, we should also have some kind of dress code. So the point would be what kind of dress code would be, what kind of what would be, you know, what kind of clothes we could use that would better define our culture and values, right? So you now what are Vaishnava values? Uh, simplicity, uh, modesty, cleanliness, and so on. So uh, when Srila Bhakti Vinoda Thakur and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati they established, you know, basically they are the ones that established our movement as a uh, organized society, as an organized group. Srila Prabhupada spread it to the West, but basically he took the formula that was created by these two previous acharyas, Srila Bhakti Vinoda Thakura and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. Srila Bhakti Vinoda Thakura created the blueprint. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati implemented it and Srila Prabhupada expanded it. So they uh, defined this style of clothing as or Vaishnava dress based on, on these principles. That's the type of clothes that better uh, identify our Vaishnava culture and values. That's all, simple as that. There was uh, shirts and pants at that time, there were dresses at that time, there were no different types of clothes. They could have picking a different type of clothes. They chose this particular type of clothes. You no. Know? And then it comes down to, to a, a simple point as Srila Prabhupada explains. Krishna consciousness is simple for the simple and is uh, and is complicated for the crooked. So someone that is have a simple mentality he can just accept that okay Srila Prabhupada told us to wear dot and sari, you know, okay, why not? And then he just accepts it and he moves on, you no, know? he moves to other aspects of you no know, more advanced aspects of devotional service and so on that he also wants to understand. Or but others that are you no know, not so simple they need to discuss and they need to argue and they need to create different theories and they need to spend you know ten, twenty, thirty years discussing about the this simple point, you know, what kind of clothes we should wear. And it's a problem that is already solved by our previous acharyas, but they just don't want to accept the conclusion. They want to discuss, they want to argue, they want to write books about it. And, you know, it just that's just a waste of time. Of course, though, we don't need to use dhoti and, and, and saris 24 hours per day. You use in the temple, you may use at your own home, you know, whatever. You know, use when where it's appropriate or where it's practical. If you go to work outside, you know, you don't need to wear a dhoti, you know. If you are a mechanic, you know, it would be stupid to wear, try to wear a dhoti when you are repairing the cars. You would get all dirty. It's more, you know, suitable to use some other, you know, uh, more practical clothing for this activity. For example, Srila Prabhupada himself, when devotees they were uh, working at the BBT in the printing of the books, Srila Prabhupada himself told ordered them to not wear dhotis when they are working near the presses because he said that it's dangerous, you know, the, the press it can grab, you know, the the the, the border of the dhoti and it can create an accident. So by Prabhupada orders they started to wearing pants near to this uh, printing machines.
So, no, when you, even for book distribution, Srila Prabhupada said that you can or wear dhoti and sari or you can um, dress like ladies and gentlemen, use some you know, respectable uh, clothing if that's more favorable for the service. So, no, uh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty uh, liberal already, no. Whenever it's no, not practical to wear dhoti and sari, okay, you wear some other type of clothing, wherever is appropriate for the activity that you are doing. But no, when you go to the temple, when you go to make harinam, when you are representing your movement to the public, you know, why not? You know, you can just imagine if a sannyas, he goes to some, you know, gives some television interview, for example. So, oh, he is... Uh, such and such Swami, he is representative of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. And he goes to give this interview to the television, now as representative of our society, and he comes in with tennis and shorts and polo shirts and a baseball cap. You know, doesn't make any sense, you know. Why he's dressed like this, you know. He's not representing, you know, the the baseball players of America, he's representing ISKCON. So why not dress like a sannyasi, like what he is? So you you have points like that. You know, when we are representing our movement, why not to dress as a devotee? Prabhupada makes this point in a class, I think it's Nairobi, 7th, October 75, if I'm not mistaken, that he makes this point that we should use these this clothes, not these devotional clothes, because then when people see us, they immediately, they see, oh, that's the Hare Krishnas, you know, they immediately remember Krishna, and they say Krishna's name, you know, this is the Hare Krishna, they immediately remember. So that's a very good marketing strategy, you know, if all devotees, when they go out in the streets, they wear uh, devotional clothes, that the public identify with our movement, then, you know, we, people notice us, people see us, and they have it op- whoever is interested, they have opportunity of you now interacting with us. Oh, hello, you know, uh, I see that you are a Hare Krishna, I'm interested, you know. And then they can, they can come in contact with, you, with us. It's a very good marketing <laughs> strategy also. So that, so you have points like that. And if someone would argue that oh this is these are not you no know, the best clothes, you no, know, maybe we should make it different, maybe you no know, the public doesn't accept so much, it's too much Indian or you no know, whatever argument he would want to use, okay, you no. Know, he's free to make his arguments, but then he needs to provide a better option. You no. Know, what other style of clothing better reflect our Vaishnava culture and values? And he needs to come with a better solution. Otherwise, you know, if we stop wearing dhotis and saris and we, we are going to wear what? You no know, mini skirts and baseball caps, you know, that, you know, and shorts, you no, know, doesn't make sense. So he needs to come with some, you no know, better, better, uh, better, Solution. No, if, then if it comes with some better solution, this can be discussed 
If not, what's the point in the discussion? No, we were arguing that you no, know, what is being used now is not ideal because of this and that. Okay, but what is the best solution? If you don't have the be a better solution, let's just continue what we using what we were now. Uh, so about this argument that the, these clothes they were not being used in Vedic times, and that Vaishnavas amongst you no know, around the centuries they not were not using necessarily these styles of clothes this may be true to some extent we don't exactly know what people were using in vedic times uh, because we have different groups of people you know for example the king that is different from the fishermen for example or from uh, uh, cowherds you know so we don't exactly know what people were using in, in Vedic times. It seems that they were using also dhoti and saris. There are a lot of descriptions about that, but you know, if you want to you know, archaeologically try to investigate, it's not so clear. But the points that Prabhupada he makes this point that this is the style of clothes that people wear in the spiritual world. And then, of course, Srila Prabhupada knows much better about what people do in the spiritual world than us. So if he says that, we should accept his authority. So if people wear this style of clothes in the spiritual world, then why not to use them? Why not to imitate? We want to go there, right? So why not to start by dressing like people that live there? No, what's the problem? Uh, another argument is about these kurtas, that these kurtas, they actually come from the muslins and so on. Actually, the kurtas, they don't come from the muslins. They come, they are, they are older. They come from the Persians. Uh, maybe even before the Persians, it was being used. So it's a very old style of clothing. The point about kurtas is that uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakura he made this adaptation because before Kurtas um, the style was dhoti and shadar so you see all the paintings of Lord Chaitanya and his associates they were using dhoti and shadar but you know modern society you know, uh, uh, bare, bare shisted man you know, doesn't look so nice so he established the usage of uh, kurta, and based on the same principle, because kurtas also you know, define these values of cleanliness, modesty, and so on. So, you no, know, it was accepted also. So, since it was accepted by our previous acharyas, we use it. You know, what's the problem? If you don't want to use kurta, you want to use only shadar. You can put the shadar in a way that is also modest. You know, so no problem. That then becomes a matter of preference, but just that it was accepted by our previous acharya, so we can now it can now, it it can also be used, uh, no problem. So in, in general, that's the point. You no, know, the point is that this style of clothes was established by our previous acharyas, and especially Shila Prabhupada was very much in favor of it. So. As I mentioned in the beginning, Krishna consciousness is simple for the simple and is complicated for the crooked. So whoever wants to discuss this for you know, 10,000 years, he may go on discussing and creating all kinds of arguments and finding you know, archaeological evidence and you know, studying the making word jugglery with the Sanskrit meaning of words and so on. But 
but whoever is really interested in advancing Krishna consciousness, it may just accept these points as defined by our previous acharyas and go to study no other points, more important, more advanced points in Krishna consciousness. And this way, you know, progress faster in spiritual life, not just continue discussing about clothes for, you know, the whole eternity. So that's just my humble opinion <laughs> on this difficult topic. <laughs> so thank you very much. All glory to Srila Prabhupada.